You are born with the right to sleep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. I don't care how terrible things are going for you and you are up, you know, many, many nights. Trust me when I say there will be a point in which you will hit that pillow and you will deep sleep for eight or nine hours mm-hmm. because the body will force you to, it will force you to get the sleep that it needs. Hey family, I'm Coach Steph. And I'm Dr. Angela. We are the Grief Sisters. Together, we lost four family members in a seven week time period. We know suffering. You may feel lonely, but you are not alone. Let's jump in. Hey family, this is Coach Steph and you're here with us today. We're so happy that you are. And I want to turn it over right away to Dr. Angela. Who are we interviewing today? Hey, family, you will love our guest today. Seriously, everyone loves Jeevers when they meet him. I have witnessed this firsthand on numerous occasions, but I'll tell you about a particular one really quickly. We both joined a friend for her family's extended extended family's vacation one summer, right, Jeevers? Yes. Yes. And it was like, it was like 40 people. That's a whole different story about how we just like joined someone else's family vacation. But at one point, the entire bus load of family members, the whole thing, a huge bus was chanting Jeepers over and over again and cheering for him into a video that our friend made. Why? Because he had to leave a couple of days before everyone else and they missed him already. (laughs) That is who he is. He is wildly kind, incredibly smart, and super fun. An amazing combination. But here is his official very fancy bio. Sanjeev Javia is a nutritional biochemist and the CEO and founder of Javia Wellness Group, a firm that specializes in the development and research of nutritional and dietary supplement programs, as well as products in disease management and performance areas. He has developed over 200 plus products over the last 20 years. What? (laughs) What this means is that people or organizations tell him what they want a product to do and how they want it to taste, and then he makes it. Is that a good summary, Jeevers, of what you do? That is fantastic. It actually makes it even more exciting than what it is. So I'm really (laughs) glad that you did. It is also important for you to know that Sanjeev helped to start the Judith Ann Gracie Foundation and Judy's House, which helps children and families navigate the death of a loved one. He is also on the board of Eric's House, a foundation dedicated to grief and loss relating to substance use, addiction, and suicide. Jeevers, we are so stoked to have you with us. Gosh, I am honored. I'm so excited. I've been <laughs> waiting for this podcast for a long time, and so now <laughs> I'm actually on it. Yay! I I love it. I love it, you guys. I feel like I'm an outsider finally getting <laughs> to learn a little bit more about your all's relationship and who you are. Angela has said your name multiple times in conversations, and somehow they're always attached to a really funny, silly story. And <laughs> so, Rivers, and I hope you don't mind if I call you that, before we oh, get into your, ah, good, good. Before we get into your work and volunteer life, we'd really love for you to tell us about who you are, 
what makes you you, what are your favorite ways to spend your time maybe. And I just personally need to know more about the famous or infamous Jeevers. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you joined the party finally, Steph. So we're super excited about that. But you know, I mean, I'll tell you, I'm so fortunate because the work that I do is so in line with kind of who I am or who I've discovered myself to be, which is someone who's positive, someone's urging, who is able to kind of release the energy. I think we all want to do that, you know, release the energy that we have inside. And I've kind of been able to put that or place that into like the perfect environment, which is in the realm of health and nutrition and movement and all of the things that allow us to kind of just better ourselves, right? I'm really fortunate in that way that my my day, my my hours, my minutes, my seconds are really focused on of nurturing that that ember, if you will, of just having positive energy, having healthy energy, and then doing all of the things that would allow that to happen, whether it's, you know, eating right or exercising or working out or developing myself through reading. And I know you hear a lot of these things all the time, but it's just, I mean, I don't think that they're so unique. It's just that I just really like them. (laughs) So number one, I love the word movement rather than working out and such, because it almost kind of like says, oh, what type of specific exercises or things like that, you know. But as far as like moving, I just try to find every opportunity that I can to move. So obviously I am doing a lot of resistance-based weight type of training is kind of the very core of what I do, because I think that at the very end of the day, building muscle mass is probably the most important thing that you can do physiologically, mm-hmm. even more than nutrition. Uh, so building muscle mass is just a very key thing at all ages and especially mine. And then the whole kind of building of of balance and stability. I'm a huge tennis player. I love playing pickleball. I do a ton of swimming as well too. You know, I don't think there's like any one thing that I so focus on outside of the resistance-based exercises, the weight training, obviously. But heck, my dad and I even every other week we're in Zumba class, you know, right? And so <laughs> got to do anything. Like you want to move and it's got a good groove and a lot of people are there smiling like we're in, you know? Yes. Well, I think that's another important thing for people to know about you is that in your free time, you love to spend time with your family. Like you're really close to your family. Yeah, you know, I was so lucky, right? Because I hear I'm here in Scottsdale, Arizona. So my my sister and my brother-in-law and their kids live five minutes away from us. My d- dad and the family's right there five minutes again. And so, and we're a really tight family. We're always kind of doing things together. My mom passed away five years ago. And so my dad's like always hanging around at my sister's place from Thursday to Sunday. He's pretty much there. You know what I mean, right? That's always really great. And then because we all enjoy kind of doing the same stuff, it makes it a whole lot easier for us to kind of want to be around each other, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, speaking of your dad, I actually wanted to ask you a question about what you do now and what he did. He was or is a food scientist. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He is a food chemist, a formulator of foods, essentially. Mm-hmm. So you, in a way, followed in his footsteps um, a little mm-hmm. bit by formulating foods and supplements. Yeah, his job was a lot harder, though, Angela, than Biden's, <laughs> I will say. 
He's the, he's the smartest one out of all of us. I never even thought I would even go into this realm, honestly. It was a really great balance between medicine and um, wellness. Because when I was doing it 20 years ago, you were going to go into medicine. If you wanted to help people in this kind of way, you were either going to go into medicine or you were going to go into kind of pure wellness. And pure wellness was more of kind of the training and nutrition and things like that. But becoming kind of a formulator or a nutritional biochemist was very, it was in the middle. I got to use all of the tools and therapies that wellness had to offer, but then place it into a very therapeutic space like what medicine was doing. Yeah. Can you talk about that in connection with your company? Yeah. So currently I've got kind of two companies. One is a formulation firm, as you mentioned earlier, which is Javio Wellness Group. And we formulate dietary supplements. We've even started to formulate skincare and cosmetics and such for a lot of different companies, brands that are not ours. But three years ago, I decided to develop my own brand as well, which is called Pros. And Pros is a, it's a therapeutic performance nutrition company that focuses on five specific areas. I develop five specific area or, or five specific products for specific benefits. One is for pain relief and muscle recovery. Another one is for sleep. Another one is for immunity and inflammation. And then the other one is for focus and concentration. And the last one is for emotional balance. So I kind of took five areas where I felt, Angela, that individuals were using pharmaceuticals to kind of help them deal with their suffering, but they weren't necessarily at the level in which they needed a pharmaceutical. Mm -hmm. And could I develop something that was natural but potent enough to be used for that individual so they didn't have to go to a pharmaceutical that quickly? I, I love hearing that, Jeebers. This is Coach Steph here, and I'm a health and wellness and fitness coach and have been sort of in that health realm for a long time. I've worn a lot of different hats in, in that capacity. But in particular, of course, our podcast is really focused on people who deal with a lot of emotional stress, psychologically, physically, and how that stress impacts our body. And I love the idea of going the avenue of a more natural and holistic supplement mm -hmm. to prevent us maybe from having to go the pharmaceutical route. Just in all of your experience and knowledge, how does the body respond to that emotional stress or physical stress? Because I know for me and, and for you as well, I'm sure, because you have a, a grief story, that that's a huge part of what we deal with, not only mentally, but our body takes a toll too. Yeah, that's, that's a great point, Coach Seth, is that at the very end of the day, the body doesn't discriminate between the type of stress that you're placing on it. I think we always think like, oh, wait, emotional stress is going to be difficult, different than physical stress. Or, or even, oh, the emotional stress, this is actually good stuff. This is me planning for a wedding or doing all this fun, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's good stress on my body rather than, oh, I'm dealing with a grief or loss or whatever. The body doesn't know any of that. Sure, there's certain, certain hormonal responses that are a little bit different between something that's euphoric and happy and positive and something that's not. But for the, the foundation, 
of stress, the vast majority of what's happening physiologically is from a hormonal standpoint, from a neurotransmitter standpoint, from an inflammation standpoint, from a nutrient consumption standpoint, the body doesn't know. It just knows that it's under stress. So the number one thing that it's going to do is it's going to get into protective mode. Yeah. And now protective mode is going to turn on things and it's going to shut off other things. It's going to conserve things. It's going to use other things. See, and see, this is what we really have to understand, especially in the context that we're talking about, is that when you are dealing with this type of stress, your body's not necessarily doing the most healthiest things for you. It's in a survival mode. It's not in a thriving mode. And you actually need to be in a thriving mode to get yourself out of the situation that you're in from a physiological standpoint. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's so important. I think for our listeners to hear that even though you're in that grief state or dealing with a grief journey or whatever stressors are in your life is that focusing on moving forward and moving on in in that healing space is, you know, going to benefit all the way down to the cellular level, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, we must understand that at the very end of the day, you said it well, Coach Seth, is that the cell is the fundamental unit of life. It's the fundamental unit of being. It's the fundamental unit of energy. It's the fundamental unit of that. Okay, right? So, and as all of these cells group together, you now can create action and you can create response and you create everything from detoxification to growth to whatever. Okay, right? You, the the cell does not feed on its own. It doesn't create its own nutrition. It doesn't create its own nutrients. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you must think about how you're going to focus on it intentionally so that all of those other things can happen. It's certainly not the first thing on your mind. I completely understand. Yeah. But you you have to think about it as a as the the main road to get you to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Well, before we move to what people can do, I also would love for you to talk about, a little bit about the things from your perspective. Like since our body is in this, when we're emotionally distressed, mentally distressed, when we're grieving and suffering, our body goes into protective mode. And there are probably particular things that we can do, particular foods and nutritional behaviors that actually compromise our health and our healing during that time. What would you say to listeners like, hey, these are some foods to really avoid or some nutritional behaviors that you really want to be cognizant of if you're in a period of like deep stress in your life? Yeah, great question. They say there are a few methods, there are many, right? Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times when people talk about whether it's nutrition during grief or loss or nutrition during weight loss or nutrition during diabetes or whatever, I always say really understand the principles which will then allow you to really understand foods because they oftentimes people put good and bad foods together and this and that and all that sort of stuff. I'll tell you, here's a single principle that you really need to understand. Don't have your body do a lot of work. It's already doing a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. already dealing 
with yeah. all of the stress that you're placing on it emotionally and all of the things that you're doing. So don't make it do more work. And making it do more work means that it has to break down harder. It's got to detoxify more. It's got to process more. So this is kind of the principles of like, why do people tell you to not eat so many processed foods? Why do people tell you don't eat so much sugar? Don't drink so much caffeine. Don't take in so many different types of chemicals, whether they be flavorings and colorings and things like that. It's because it's essentially saying, let's forget about how dangerous or how bad or negative the chemical or the bit. It's saying, hey, the body can't process this very easily. Mm, it yeah. takes a lot. It's, now it's got to take energy from somewhere else. The body's mm. got to take a lot of work to break down these types of foods. So you know what? Now that energy can't be taken somewhere else. Or more importantly, maybe in this particular example, because you're in a sympathetic nervous response, you don't even have the muscles, if you will, or the energy to even break down their food. And now it's going to sit there and it's going to ferment and it's going to become toxic. You know, these are the things when we talk about things like, hey, listen, let's make sure that you hydrate properly. We're not just talking about the water. What we're talking about is the fact that, well, if you now moisten the foods that you're consuming mm -hmm. and you're flushing things a whole lot easier, guess what? The, the intestines have to do less work. The stomach uh -huh. has to do less work. The liver has to do less detoxification. The kidneys aren't so burdened. And now when you're able to take little bits of energy from all of those places and then put it now into your healing and your grief or whatever, now you got a chance to really optimize your health. Yeah. You see? Mm -hmm. Oh, that is so helpful to understand that it's really about like what I hear you saying is that in the grieving process, your body is already very, very taxed. So anything that you put into your body that's really difficult for your body to break down or to digest is going to put even more stress on your body. And so today you're like really trying to help listeners like, hey, what are the things that you can do and what are the things that you can eat to then, you know, put as little stress on your body so that you can heal from the inside out, literally. <laughs> Brilliant. That's exactly right. It's because, Angela, here's a perfect example. We all know that that broccoli is a very healthy thing to eat. It's mm -hmm. loaded with the nutrient density of a broccoli is one of the most powerful foods that you can consume simply from the fact that the amount of nutrients per gram in that broccoli far surpasses many other things. But mm -hmm. the problem is this, Angela, broccoli is also highly fibrous. So you know yeah. what? Maybe at that, and fiber is not an easy thing to break down. And fiber is not an easy thing to move through the system. And so, you know what, here's a healthy food may not be as healthy for you during this time. That's why you got to be careful about good, bad food lists. You know what I mean? Right. Ah, yes. Because, you know, you don't know, you know, and okay, Angela, we know that, hey, listen, sugar is not a healthy thing necessarily for us to consume a lot of, but you know what, Angela, sugar Make some people happy. It makes me yeah. happy. Okay? <laughs> yeah. And you know what? It's okay if you want some chocolate every now and then, because you know what? You're just looking for points of happiness yeah. sometimes. Yeah. So those are the things that need to be kind of considered and you just don't want to overdo it. I love it just because it's such a heartwarming point of view. 
because of me living in the health and wellness space, it's always do more, be more, walk more, eat this, do that. And that in and of itself is stressful. Sometimes being healthy is kind of like a part-time job for people. And so what I'm hearing from you also is it's kind of like as just simply simplify. You know, when you are in stages of grief or loss or trauma or starting a new program or trying to move towards better health for whatever reason or get more water in, just keep it really simple. And when you're under that grief stress, I think having that knowledge that I just need to simplify all areas of my life. And we talk about that in a lot of different podcast episodes. How do we tone it down a little bit and just focus on what we absolutely need in the moment? And that's kind of that fight or flight that you kind of alluded to a little bit earlier. It's kind of a relief to hear what you're saying. A lot of yeah. people. Yeah, Coach Steph, when we were with Judy's house, we were fortunate because we have a direct service model at Judy's house and we have hundreds and hundreds of kids and adults coming through the house. One of the things that we started early on was actually feeding them because a lot of our groups were at nighttime. So we would have some food, not a lot, not the um, entire buffet, you know, but we had food, right? And and that's when I was able to kind of really understand, like, listen, you know, during this time, being aware of the fact that you are going to have changes in appetite, that there is going to be a reduction in different types of food varieties because you're maybe your cooking skills or your a spouse or whoever isn't there to cook or they're now eating time actually becomes like a difficult time because that's the time in which you are spending time with mm -hmm. whoever maybe or whatever. Good point. Right. And you start and then you start doing things. You start, you know, remember, like you said, Angela, and when you are in this state of a kind of a very active, sympathetic nurse, right? Your body does not want you to go eat. Like, you don't want to be, you know, running from a lion and thinking about, man, you know, I'm really hungry, you know, right? Like yeah, yeah. focus on, you know, right. And so therefore you're skipping meals. Right. And you have, you're doing these things. You're not as thirsty. You're not, you know, all of these things. And so therefore, I just need to be a bit more intentional with my nutrition, with my movement, with my mindset than what I was before. Because remember, we take this stuff for granted. When things are just fine, we're sitting here, we're like, I'm a little hungry. You know, I think I'm going to go get something to eat. You know, right? Oh, I'm, I'm feeling a little thirsty. I'm going to do All those triggers are shut down now. And they're not shut down just for three hours or six hours or eight hours. They're shut down for 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> right? So, Jeevers, if you were going to say, you know, a few ways so they could care for their bodies and health while they're grieving, what would you say? These are my big suggestions for you. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. Here's what I would say is that number one, just like Coach Steph said, is like, hey, listen, let's choose the foods that you enjoy. Okay, right? Let's look at the foods that you enjoy that you know have some healthy elements, obviously, to them. Focus. That's that's your first subset of foods. Okay, right? Secondly, choose things that are easy to digest. Things like the soups and the stews and the smoothies and things like that. You know, when you remember, when you're on this sympathetic nervous response, 
your digestive system, there's not a lot of blood flow to that area. Because there's not a lot of blood flow to that area, meaning the digestive system, it's not going to be able to work as hard. So therefore, why don't you do some work for it? Why don't you, why don't you kind of pre-digest, if you will, or make yeah. it easier to consume food? That's why I really like those types of things. I also like the fact that, you know, warm is something that's soothing, right? Warm is a soothing thing, just like ginger is a soothing thing, okay, right? Help yourself out by choosing those things that are soothing to you and warm and heat is kind of one of those things. Obviously, staying away from foods that are hard for the body to digest. So fibrous foods, I want you to eat them. I do want you to eat them. But maybe you take that broccoli and maybe you steam it a little bit longer, okay, right? Maybe take some of these vegetables and you grind it up or you chop it up even to smaller parts, greater surface area, easy for the body to digest. I do want you to eat those things because they are nutritionally fat. Be careful of like high amounts of fat. That is a thing that's really, it's a lot of enzymes for for the body that's needed to break down fat. So be careful of eating kind of high fatty foods. Protein rich foods are always going to be great. The fish mm-hmm. and the chickens and things like that. And then just as we know, stay away from the sugars and processed foods. It's not, remember, because you're going through this, as I said earlier, you are dealing with the body's not discriminating between the type of stress that you're having. So you're doing just as the diabetic, just as the individual who's training hard or whoever is how they are treating their body, meaning how they are nutritionally keeping themselves fit. You're doing the same thing. It's just that you're just, you know, going to do, do a little bit more work in allowing the digestive system to kind of have a little help because of this that fact you are in this 24-hour sympathetic kind of stance, if you will. Eat. Another thing I'm a big, I've always talked about at Judy's house real quick, as far as behaviors, is I told them, listen, you're not going to want to eat a lot. And eating a lot actually is going to feel like a lump in your stomach because remember, digestion isn't going to happen as quickly. So therefore, go ahead and eat smaller meals, you know, and be careful of eating too late. And as Angela and I have talked about, one of the great things that's going to help with digestion is, hey, Take a little walk around after Mm -hmm. you get done eating. This could be really helpful for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's so helpful for listeners out there because it almost makes me think that our bodies naturally are telling us not to eat as much because it, it can't physically process the food and the emotional stress and the lack of water and all of the other things. I also am hearing you kind of say, just kind of listen to your body. I did that a lot for the first weeks and months. I just lived on smoothies and soups and hot tea and chips and salsa. <laughs> Angela would say, like, that's what one thing we did is the first thing she did when she got to Albuquerque after my son passed away is like, okay, when are we going to get the chips and salsa in the house? And yeah. I think that that's such relief for people out there to hear that what you're craving, just just eat it, just take it in. And the food that people are bringing you Go for the things that are softer and and more you know more easily digestible and and worry about the other stuff later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and then the other two simple things is like drinking water consistently, and even if that means like putting a little alarm clock on your phone to yourself, setting like five alarms, and every time you hear one go off, drinking a glass of water 
just to be good to your system, just to be able to help your stomach to be settled. And then taking a little walk after you have a meal, doing some deep breathing as you're walking and stuff like that, just ways to really calm your body and take care of yourself as you're trying to heal. I think the other thing we wanted to talk to you about explicitly related to health and nutrition was sleep, right, Steph? I love my sleep. And, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, at various times in my life, and, and I'm sure people listening out there, I've really struggled with sleeping or staying asleep. I think especially when people are grieving, that's a really difficult part of grief. What are the best ways that you would suggest for us to get good sleep? If you have experienced loss of any kind, you may be feeling overwhelmed and stuck. We get it. That's why we created RISE. It is an engaging five-step journey that you can take at your own pace that will help you get on the road toward healing. It comes with videos and a companion guide and easy actions you can try each day to help you to find relief. To join the RISE journey, head to thegriefsisters.com or check out the link in today's show notes. Sleep is the culmination of your health, physical and mental. You know, any good doctor, when you go in, if their first question isn't, how are you sleeping? Then you may want to think about another doctor because that data right there can tell a lot about mm -hmm. an individual. One of the things about sleep and Coach Seth, you said this earlier about, I think, food and a few other things is that the number one thing you can do is not create any more anxiety over sleep. Mm -hmm. You know, don't, don't get yourself, you know, you're having a few bad nights of sleep. You're having a week's nights of sleep. You're not okay. Right. It's okay. It's okay. Don't worry yourself over sleep. Don't mm -hmm. get worried about your sleep because mm -hmm. that that's just going to cause a whole nother set of issues as well too. Uh, yeah. And you, and you have to understand, remember your body, you, sleep is not a privilege. It's a right you are born with the right to sleep, okay? So, yeah. so I don't care how terrible things are going for you and you are up, you know, many, many nights. Trust me when I say there will be a point in which you will hit that pillow and you will deep sleep for eight or nine hours mm -hmm. because the body will force you to, it will force you to get the sleep that it needs, okay? Uh, right? You know, so I'm that's why... No, I was just going to say that that that's such another relief, I think, for people. Yeah, is because I mean, this reminds me, I tell my coaching clients all the time, you know, when they say, Coach Steph, I, I ate half a pizza and they're like stressed about it and they're afraid to tell me and they're so mad at themselves. And I'm like, listen, girl, the stress you are causing on your body, just being upset that you ate that pizza is so much worse than eating half a pizza. and. So I just love hearing that this, the stress we're causing of being upset that we can't sleep is probably worse than just having a few sleepless nights. That's exactly right. Like when people are fearing the night, we've got an issue because you shouldn't be fearing something that will happen mm. every day. Mm. So if all of a sudden you now created a fear of something that will consistently happen every day, you got problems, okay, right? Yeah. So one of the things about sleep that I just want to say real quick, it's very energetic. It's, it follows a rhythm. It follows your circadian rhythm. Okay. Right. And this is kind of the, the sleep wake, you know, it's a very 
the moon. No, it's a very innate process. This is why we say that sleep is a right and not a privilege is because it's an innate system in your body. And that innate system and any innate system follows a rhythm and it follows a frequency and energy. Okay, right? And the reason why this is important to understand is because when you are dealing with stress and especially emotional stress, the frequencies and energies of your body are different. They're not off. They're not bad. They're different. And now you need to make sure that you are aware of that so you don't become, you know, worried about things not happening as they were scheduled before whatever the grief and loss. Okay. So therefore, my number one thing is follow your schedule. Follow your schedule. You wake up. I have a good friend. Unfortunately, his wife passed away a few weeks ago. And, you know, he says, Jeevers, listen, you know, I wake up every morning at 3 a.m. And I just can't get back to sleep until, you know, five or so. And I just this. And I said, don't so wake up at 3 a.m. Wake up at 3 a.m. Go find something to do. OK, right. And then go back to bed at 5 a.m. Because right now the frequency and energy is causing you to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and as you become, because remember this, Rose, is that sleep is, there's a behavioral component, there's an environmental component, and there's a physiological component. The behavioral component is what we are talking about right now. When you are in this emotional stress, your mind has a lot of things that are burdening it and it's not clearing itself, it's not calming itself. Remember, remember this sleep is you cannot force your body into sleep. It is way too high of a metabolic activity to go into. But what you can do is you can place your body into the perfect environment that allows it to slip into this metabolic activity, which is a state of deep rest and relaxation. So the brain must be rested, relaxed, unwound. And these are the things that we're doing to kind of, you know, whether it's preparing for sleep 90 minutes before your, your time you're going to sleep, you're, you're trying to journal, you're trying to just move things out of your mind onto your outside. And so it stays in a calming space. You're looking at things, you're reading things, you're remembering things that are calming and happy and things like that. That's the behavioral component. Okay. Right. And that's it. And by the way, it's a workout. It's just like if you were working out at the gym, you must practice whether you're playing tennis and you must practice to have the proper stroke. You must practice to have the right mental activity for this. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And then, right? And then you've got your environmental component. Your environmental component is the fact that is around this place of sleep. Is that calming? Is that yeah. relaxing? Is it cluttered? Is it, it's, uh, does it have a lot of light? Is it really active? Is the TV on? Is that, you know, what are you doing to make that place a sacred kind of peaceful, calming place? Even putting, you know, pictures up of things that are calming and relaxing, you know, that, that make you feel good and comfortable and warm. This is the environmental things that you do. We always talk about light, obviously, and such, but really it's not just about light. It's about some of these other things. And then physiologically is the stuff that I kind of, you know, focus on, which is, listen, there's three main things. You've got inflammation, 
You've got a nervous system that can be excitatory. And then you can have the deficiency in the brain signals to tell your body that it's time for sleep. So if you're eating high sugar foods, if you're eating foods that are even high in fat as well too, if you're eating too late at night, you're eating foods that are inflammatory. And that inflammation is going to cause a cortisol response, meaning an energetic response, which then fires up your nervous system. And if your nervous system is fired up, remember what I told you, you need to be in a state of rest and relaxation. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and, yeah. And then that you've got- incredibly helpful, yeah. That type of stuff that I think is really important to think about. I think one of the key things to really think about too is that, hey, listen, eating too close before bed, meaning two and a half hours, three hours, if you can give your body that time to kind of digest and eliminate oftentimes before going to bed, being a little bit lighter before going to bed is key. Obviously, the alcohol and things like that, not good for you. But really, the main thing is really allowing the body to remove the energy that it's taking from the digestive system and start putting it to the restorative system. Right. Yeah. Part of that last piece there, I know that one of the supplements that Pros makes, I have used. Could you talk about that for a minute? Why it works to help people to have a deeper and longer sleep? Yeah. Nods is the product. And we ended up developing that product based on a lot of this work here. We developed a product and said, okay, listen, hey, how do we get the body into this state of rest and relaxation, this meditation, if you will? Okay. Right. What are the things that disturb that? And what are the nutrients that have shown to promote that? So most products out there were focused on sedatives meaning let's, let's sedate the body. But we knew that sedation wasn't sleep because sleep is defined not by the fact that you have, your eyes are closed, it's that your body is actually going through the proper sleep cycles throughout the night. So you can tell when you're on Ambient, when you're on Benadryl, NyQuil, PM, all of these sedatives that you're actually not going through these sleep cycles so therefore, you're never getting real sleep. So you're waking up the groggy, you're waking up tired, you're waking up all that sort of stuff. What we did is we said, okay, how can we deal with inflammation in the body? Well, we use a lot of essential oils and plant extracts. So we use cinnamon and cinnamon bark oil for your inflammation levels because that's due a lot to your blood glucose, your sugar levels. A lot of people eat carbohydrates and sugars at nighttime because those ingredients are a bit happy. They're a bit calming for people, okay, right? They want something to quickly satisfy them after a hard day's work. But the problem with that is it causes that cortisol response. So how could we minimize that? And then secondly, is that we're on fight or flight all day and we think we can turn it off at 9.30 or 10 o'clock and the nervous system just doesn't work like that. So we added ingredients like basil and bergamot and valerian and magnesium to help to calm the nervous system. And then, as I was saying a second ago, is that the body needs to be told by the brain that it's time for sleep. And how it does that is by sending certain signals to the brain. Those signals are things like GABA and melatonin and such. So we kind of put all of that together and develop this product. And it's been a real great success for us because we actually can 
show through clinical work that an individual is actually going through the proper sleep cycles and getting greater stage three and stage four sleep. So we're super jazzed about that. Yeah. And I'm jazzed because it's really helped me. <laughs> and so I can testify to that today, that the combination of the three things that you were talking about have greatly helped me with my sleep. One for me has been taking nods. And so you can go on Pros' website and you can get that. And he has other supplements there that are really helpful for nutritional health, you know, and for your just overall health and well-being. And then for me, the environmental piece was huge, like making sure that my bedroom was cool. For me, that's like 68 degrees is really pre preferable. But finding that good temperature that's great, making sure you have blackout curtains, you know, no lights that are showing. And then for me, but before bed, though, I got electric candles, like all these little ones and just like line the room with these. And I turn on all these electric candles, little ones at night to kind of prepare. And then I had the, like the star lamp thing that like puts stars on, on the ceiling, like I'm in eighth grade. And it's amazing <laughs> because it's like, you know, and so I read by these like calming lights for 30 minutes before I go to sleep, which has really helped. And then behavioral stuff, you know, just for me, living alcohol-free for the last almost six months has been huge for my sleep. And then, like you said, just trying to, about an hour before bed, like calm my brain, calm my mind, turn off screens, no more texting or social media, like all of that stuff together has really helped to improve my sleep in, in the last six months after a lot of different kinds of grief over the last few years. Everything that you're saying, I can testify, has been really, really helpful in my own life. Yeah, yeah. Treating, treating sleep as an appointment makes a real difference because, you know, now you're being intentional about something. That's why you have an appointment. And the thing is, is that it is the most important part of your day. Like you think your work is, you think you're, but let me tell you, none of that, none of those things during the day happen unless you have the energy to do so. Yeah. And yeah. the only way you're going to be able to capture that energy and harness it is by building it at night. Okay. I'm so loving this conversation. I feel like nerding out about sleep is like <laughs> the coolest thing because it really is so hard for so many people. And all of your suggestions are so helpful. Angela, I, I was going to mention to you to, to talk about what you've done to help yourself sleep more because you had talked to me about all of the things that you've been doing in your bedroom. And it's just sounds so inviting. And yeah, I, I might have to get a star lamp myself now. <laughs> yeah, we can put this in. The, we'll put in the show notes. We're going to put nods. Exactly. The star exactly. thing. Shout, shout out to the stars, the stars, right? No, and I don't even know what it's called. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. The star yeah. thing. Well, one yeah. one last thing that I think I'll add, and 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 then Angela, I'll let you take over again. But I've often suggested to clients, and even to back in the day when I was a sixth grade science teacher, I would tell my students that sleep was so important, and I would have them, or I suggested, to set an alarm to go to sleep, not just an alarm to wake up in the morning, but an hour or so before you're supposed to go to bed, have an alarm go off to kind of be sort of your like, oh, it's time to start getting ready for bed. And whatever that means to take a bath or to take a shower or to lay your clothes out, it just starts yeah. you in that process. And it's sort of like that, just that like wake up call. If you're watching TV or you're scrolling in your phone or whatever, that it's time to kind of turn in. 
Absolutely. And guided meditations have been a really helpful thing too, in addition to reading. Like if you're too tired to read, putting an app like Insight Timer that has free guided meditations, Yoga Nidra, stuff like that, that help you to prepare your brain for sleep. Mm -hmm. uh, it's in that combination of all those things can be really helpful. Fevers, mm -hmm. for our last part of our conversation with you, we wanted to ask you about your volunteer work with Eric's House as a board member. And I know that you've already mentioned Judy's House too. Could you talk about what Eric's House does and why you're a board member? And also, you know, how has either one of these like volunteering experiences like helped you with your own grief journey too? Yeah, thank you for the opportunity to talk about Eric's House. You know, Eric's House is an amazing organization. It focuses on grief and loss in specific areas. Marianne Gouvier, her son passed away due to an, an addiction. And what I've kind of learned, what both of you know really well is that, you know, there, there is grief, but there's also different types of grief, you know, right? Um, and that grief that happens with a loss that is through addiction or substance abuse or suicide is, is different. And I was really fortunate to be associated with a friend who knew Eric's house. And because of the work that I had done with Judy's house, which was, you know, really got, really got lucky, if you will, in building a foundation that's now 20 years old and has grown from, you know, 112 kids to almost 10,000 families, you know, just been able to take that experience and say, Hey guys, this is, don't, don't, it's almost like, don't worry. I know what you're going through. And it's not as bad as you think because <laughs> we thought it was really that bad at that time, so whether it's the fundraising or like, oh, we screwed up this thing or that thing. I think it's just nice to kind of be the old guy in the room, if you will, and say, yeah. don't worry. We will be able to create an amazing kind of, you know, energy and movement with this because all of our hearts are in the right place, you know, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's that's been a big just joy for me is being able to take this gift that I was given 20 years ago and pass it on to Eric's house and see this organization grow in the same way. So mm -hmm. and people can go online, right, to Judy's house and Eric's house and learn more about what both of them do. Yeah. Yup. Yup. Exactly. Exactly. Judy's house is just judyshouse.org and Eric's house is ericshouse.org. The unique thing with Eric's house is that it's, it's programs or its service model is actually online. So therefore anyone can participate in their groups, which is really neat. And they've got particular groups for particular like individuals for that, those three areas, if you will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like that your volunteering with different organizations has been part of like what helped you to find healing after your mom passed away? Or are there other things that you would want to name? Like these are the things that really helped me to, in particular, whether it's some things that you've mentioned already today related to food, health, your family, like, you know, what has helped you in your own grieving process after your mom passed away? Yeah. You know, really, I think it is even that no question being exposed to, you know, the both foundations and kind of seeing how, you know, other people teach others on how to deal with their grief, you know, not moving around anything, but moving through it, you know, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was really, really awesome and beneficial. You know, but I say, Angela, I tell you, and maybe because I'm so biased about this, you know, health is so critical. You're doing those things. See, 
See, I believe that all of us, all of us have all of the tools that we need to be able to deal with anything that we're going to kind of deal with, if you will. Okay, right? But in, in no question that all of that support groups, advice and techniques and things like that are going to be incredibly beneficial, but you cannot maximize them. You cannot take full advantage of them unless you are in a state of great health. And I would say that with all of the things that have happened to me, I would say that the fact that I am so focused on trying to be as healthy as I possibly can is what really allows me to kind of get through things. You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. And that's why I advocate everyone, you know, I say, listen, you know, don't worry. I can give you the tool. I can give you the people. I can give you the community. I can give you the inspirational stories. I can give you all that. But what I can't give you, I can't give you those raw assets that you need to then kind of build the mechanisms that allow you to take advantage of all of this. And that's why I'm so passionate about saying, listen, guys, you know, I know this is not the first thing that's on your mind. And I know that it is difficult. And, and yes, you're going to have to be very intentional with this, which like I loved your thing about setting the reminder. Hey, there's a reminder to drink water. There's a reminder to eat breakfast. There's a reminder to, to do this. You have to be more intentional because if you don't, you won't build the raw assets to be able to take advantage of all of these wonderful things that'll help you to get to the next level, if you will. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that my spiritual director, after, you know, after Steph and I talk a lot about this a particular, you know, several week span where we lost multiple family members. And after that time, my spiritual director, she was like, Angela, her name's Suzanne. Suzanne said, Anytime that you find yourself like deeply grieving and stressed over what has happened, take care of your body. Don't try to think your way through it. Like attend to your body. Do something for your body because that's your body is what's holding that. And, and so I am just so grateful to have you here today to be able to talk about how to care for our health and well-being because that's where the healing, I think, really does start. And we don't necessarily think of that. Right, Steph? Well, that's so true. And the hardest part, even through all of this and all of these amazing suggestions and and everything that we have discussed today is it's still hard, right? Like when someone is out there and they're maybe listening to this podcast and they're like new in their grief and they just stumbled on this podcast or maybe they're months in and they still are feeling like it happened just yesterday. It's really hard to even put one foot in front of the other, much less take care of our bodies or take care of our health. So, Jeevers, if you could just say the one thing that someone could do right now to start that process of healing their body from that cellular level, what is the one thing they could do? I think the one thing that they can do is what you said earlier, Coach Seth, is that any progress is an amazing journey to where you're going to be. Just just, just make incremental rides forward, you know, right? They don't have to be huge. They don't have, have to be life-changing, you know? It's just you being, number one, aware. And I think that's why we spent the time that we did not saying, listen, this is what's going to happen, guys, right? This is what you're going to feel. Mm-hmm. This is what you're not going to be focused or concerned about. Making yourself aware and then saying, listen, you know what? 
I'm just going to do a little bit better, you know, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just going to move a little bit more in the way that I am most comfortable with. And if you just do that, if you just do that every so often, they will have huge, huge gains because the body wants to live in a state of joy. Mm -hmm. It wants to live in a state of positivity. It has the energy and frequency. That's where it is most, most efficient. We just need to nudge it sometimes. Mm -hmm. That's so helpful. I said it earlier, we, we nerded out about sleep, but I think just in general, our nerdy listeners out there are going to have loved the podcast today so much because this just really gets down to the nitty gritty of how our bodies really respond to stress and anxiety. And I tell my clients a lot too, just if you can be 1% better today than you were yesterday, in 100 days, you're going to be 100% better. <laughs> and it's such a great way to think about just those little small steps. You just mentioned joy. So I wanted to ask you, as we ask all of our guests towards the end of our podcast, how has joy found you recently, Devers? Oh, that's a great, great question. I think I was thinking about that because I think what's recently is that I've been spending a lot more time with my dad uh, just because it's mm. there might be in a, a situation where I'm not going to live as close to him in the next year or so. So I've been spending a lot of more time with him and it's just brought me a lot of just great, great joy as, as you kind of noted. Mm. But here's the thing, guys, is that, and I've been thinking about this, is at the very end of the day, I hope what happens with individuals is as they get older and I'm getting older, right? More and more things that are the true essence of joy becomes realizations for you. And that's what's happening with me is that all of, I'm, I'm fortunate. I'm fortunate to, you know, I'm not the same person who was worried about their, 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 their stature or their career or their resources or their whatever. I'm now realizing how important those things were or not as important those things are and realizing what is most important. And it's, as you get older, it makes me feel great that I'm recognizing this more and more because that's what's truly going to bring on the joy for, I think, anyone is that they realize what getting old really means. And that's a better understanding of, of what is joyful, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I would love for you, before we finish, just to tell people what your Instagram handle is so that people can follow you on Instagram. What yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. And my Instagram handle is askgevers. So it's ask, like A-S-K, and then Jeevers is J-E-E-V-E-R-S. The cool thing about it is that on my Instagram, I'm always focusing on nutrition and wellness, mm -hmm. always providing those types of tips. So you won't see too many other things outside of things that I hope you can learn and better yourself from. So that's what exactly. I got. Exactly. That's exactly why I wanted to tell people like if you have loved this podcast, if you love all of his bits of wisdom around health and nutrition, like you'll love his post. He regularly shares all kinds of incredible truths about bodies and fitness and health and well-being and food. It's amazing. I learn new stuff all the time. Every time I follow, see his post and his stories. So Definitely follow at Ask, Ask Jeevers on Instagram. 
And today, Jeepers, you, I feel like we've just shared so many different dimensions of health that if you're listening out there, maybe what you'll want to do is just kind of listen to the episode a few times over, like once a week or once every couple of weeks and do like one thing each time, you know, kind of stop it and go, okay, this week I'm going to focus on water. Like in a few weeks, I'm going to focus on making my bedroom, you know, more like better for sleep. In, you know, these couple of weeks, I'm going to focus on eating smoothies and like soups and things that are soothing to me, whatever, like just one thing at a time. But Jeevers, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for joining us today, for sharing all of your knowledge with us. Oh, gosh. No, no, no. It was such an honor. I'm so grateful. I'm thankful that you girls are doing this amazing podcast. I know it's going to have that amazing ripple effect to so many people. So no, thank you. Like this is super, I'm grateful for this. So thank you. Yes. Well, as always, we end our, our podcast with a blessing over everyone who's listening. Thank you for joining us today, family. We are grateful to you and for you as well. Until next time, let's try to stay open to joy because seemingly against all odds, no matter who you are or what your circumstances are, joy can always, always find you. Don't forget to head over to our website, thegriefsisters.com. We have a free gift for you. It's a five-day grief meditation audio track that helps you manage anxiety. It includes a 10-page printable journal that walks you through each of the five days and provides a way to help you track each day. You can also find another audio version of the grief meditation track on episode three of season one of our podcast. We are also currently working on a series of resources and small group opportunities that will be tackling various phases of grief. These breakthrough resources will help you take steps to find the motivation you need to move through grief at your own pace but move forward nonetheless. So look for updates on our website for those launches soon. Also, please look for our Grief Sisters book club and support group on Facebook. And remember, it's a we don't care if you've read the book club. Join us anyway. All of the links will be available in the podcast descriptions. Thank you for joining us today, family. We are grateful to you and for you. Until next time, Let's try to stay open to joy because seemingly against all odds, no matter who you are or what your circumstances are, joy can always, always find you.